Does the story work? That's the question, isn't it? Welcome to the StoryGrid Showrunner Podcast, dedicated to answering this question by using the StoryGrid method developed by Sean Coyne. In the 2020, we're focused on action and thriller stories. Each month, we'll release a, two podcast episodes on each series. First, we'll discuss the expectations of the show from seeing the trailer and reading the series descriptions in Wikipedia. And then in our second show of the month, we'll discuss the editor's six core questions and what worked or didn't work in the series and why and how the writers might have made it better. Reminder, please watch the TV series called You on Netflix before you listen to the following episode. We not only give away spoilers, but we talk about the global story, and it's just more valuable to you. Now, let's get on with the show. So first of all, we're going to talk about the Wikipedia breakdown. Hey, how you doing, Mel? Hey, Randy. I'm great. So Prue will make it today, but she'll, be, she'll join us on the 15th when we do the, uh, the six core questions. So first of all, we're going to do the Wikipedia breakdown. So Wikipedia describes this Netflix TV series as a psychological thriller. And here's the synopsis. The first season follows Joe Goldberg, a bookstore manager in New York, who meets Guinevere Beck, an aspiring writer with whom he becomes immediately infatuated. To feed his obsession, he soon turns to social media and technology to track her presence and eliminate any possible obstacles that stand in the way of their romance. So, Mel, from that description from Wikipedia and the trailer, what are your expectations? Go. Go. Like, we hear that you're a military guy. <laughs> well, you're married so, to a general, apparently. No, not, not a general. I asked him again. It's like, <laughs> like kind of ma- major okay. thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Something <laughs> higher. I don't know. So, well, back to you. Um, first of all, I love the theme of this story. This guy, like Joseph is his name, thinks he has the right to stalk this woman because seeing that how openly she shares her life on social media, he thinks he has the permission to stalk her and to be part of every private moment of her. Yeah? So, so yeah, I mean, I think this is like, I mean, I, I want to say this is almost a trope nowadays with technology and they started out with like Facebook and people watching like cameras and then, and then it, now, now we're at a, maybe a different level. I hope, I hope they bring some innovative things to this because it's really been done a lot and uh, it could be stale and boring really fast if they just kind of do the average like, oh, he stalks her on, on Facebook and or whatever other social media she's on and that's it. So there, there's a lot of TV series out like this. I've seen a couple of them. So they, I hope they do some really great stuff with it. Go ahead. Keep going. Yeah, um, I hope so too because like what Killing Eve did, we have like there was this kind of stalker obsession too. Like underneath the whole story but it was like wrapped into in this um, crime investigation. Right. So that was very innovative for Killing Eve. Um, but let's get back to you. Um, that Me? sounds strange. No, to you, you. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's a huge misconce- misconception that this guy needs to understand. Because uh, from the looks of it, with the murders that are going to take place, it's obviously too late for him already. But I do appreciate the idea that behind this series, um, that the show shows the audience that even if someone shares their life more openly on social media than others, it's still their own decision what they let others see and what they do not let them see. And everyone has to accept this. But of course, 
there's a danger now for every normal person who is not only a celebrity or who is not a celebrity, but maybe an influencer on social media, and they can become the victim of stalkers. It seems that this is going to be a cautionary tale that just needs to be told to create awareness for the dangers that can come with social media. More than just like what we know so far, shitstorms and bullying. So I'm expecting a thriller that will use lots of traumatic irony as a form of narrative drive because we as the viewer already know lots more about this guy than this woman he's stalking. And we have more information than her but are just the bystanders to see how the events are going to unfold and how he lures her into his trap. So of like falling in love with him. And I expect there will be another character, probably a woman who will take on the role of the heroine to save her friend who has no clue of what's going on. Um, what are your expectations? So uh, my expectations is, I mean, I think this is going to be kind of an obsessional love story. You know, it's actually a psychological thriller, but there's going to be some, you know, there's going to be some lovers meet, lovers break up. There's going to be some parts of the love story, obviously, in there as a secondary uh, genre. Um, I see a couple possible endings. I see a standoff. You know, the normal, the normal for this is a standoff where the hero or and or slash victim is at the mercy of the villain and then the hero fights him off at the end uh doing some you know using her gift his or her gift uh whatever that may be and uh then but the other possible ending is like a, a friend a boyfriend or, or, or a girlfriend of hers who may be the um audience thought was not part of the story anymore either she got killed or she said i'm out of here because you, I don't like you anymore or something comes back at the end uh, and like helps her out, something like that. Those are the normal trope endings. So I hope they do something new, but that's kind of my expectation when I see something like this. Uh, you know, I, the, all the technology stocking, which is, you know, I haven't seen a, a series like this in a couple of years, but there's a lot more apps out there. There's a lot more uh, social media stuff that, that they'll probably bring into play and, and do technology, technology, bring some technology to the forefront on this. I'm, I'm curious what the speech and the praise of the, uh, the villain would actually be, because in these kind of things, what usually happens is the victim's kind of tricked for most of the movie. So the speech and praise of the villain is like, he's such a nice guy and he, you know, he cares about me. And this morning he brought me his, my coffee. So that's kind of like the praise is the praise. And then later on, you know, some kind of authority figure, police figure, will will figure it out maybe and say, you know, he's done this in 50 States and, you know, he's, he's an international killer or whatever. So those are the kind of things that I think, I hope they don't do, which are normal, but that's kind of what I, my expectations from this are just from the, from the front. Go ahead, Mel, what you got? I think probably there's no police investigation because we haven't seen that in, in the trailer, but I think like the speech and praise of the villain is going to be the friends of the victim, like of this woman he's fallen and he's fallen in love with because they will tell her like that the, how she sees him is not what they um, perceive how he is. Right. They would tell her, oh, be careful because he seems to be like this kind of guy. And they, I think that's going to be the speech and praise of the villain. And it's yep. going to be actually, it should be a friend. 
Like because they showed that in the trailer that there's another woman, a friend. Like I got of my. Hers. She said I got my eyes on you or something like that, right? Right, right. Yeah. So and then so, we're shown like with the body bag, but I don't believe that this is her on the body bag. That's just um, misleading the viewer. Well, how dare they? But but I was <laughs> I, I was thinking uh, I, I, you might be right, but I don't know how powerful a speech in the praise of the villain is because they they're basically going to you look at his social media and if he's a smart bad guy he'll have it cleaned up. So it might be something like he's not even showing anything on his social media. What kind of person is he? He's got something to hide. You know, it's that's 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 a big thing in the real world, right? If you don't like, right. I don't update my Facebook, I don't update my Instagram, so. Am I a weirdo because I do that automatically? In some people's eyes, I think so. Yeah, and people get mad, right, when they're yeah, in a yeah. relationship and they check their partner's Facebook page and they haven't written down like they are in a relationship. And that's almost another reason to break up again. <laughs> it's just like that. Um, so crazy. The, the Facebook movie. When the, when, you remember, did you see that? The movie about yeah. Facebook? And how yeah. the, 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 uh, the two guys, the guy that was his partner, his girlfriend comes in. And it's like, you didn't update your profile and say you're in a relationship. You're like, I don't even know what you're talking about. That, I mean, that was pretty much, I still don't even know how to do that, even if I wanted to. So I'm kind of that guy. So anyway, so, so let's talk about the trailer breakdown because you're the expert in, in finding the story in the trailer. Uh, go ahead, Mel. No, I'm not an expert. I just like to analyze like shorter stories. Yeah, like, of course. Like what's um, told in the trailer. So, um, okay, let's start with it. The trailer starts with the simplest, but also one of the most important moments, moments expected in every love story. We have the lover's first meet scene. And it leads to the guy checking out the woman he met on the internet. I mean, who doesn't do that when we get to know someone new? We look him or her up on the internet, except you, Randy, maybe. We, have, we still have to show you how you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's an action most of the viewers probably can identify with. Because maybe they've done the same thing, except you. <laughs> but, but what makes us as a viewers careful about this guy is the conclusion he draws from seeing her public profiles. He says, every account set to public, you want to be seen, heard, known. Of course, I'm obli I oblige. So there's a twist to the expected love story. It turns into a thriller because this guy has just justified his reasons for what he's about to do. In his twisted mind, he got her permission to start stalking her. His attraction for her turns into obsession, which answers what kind of love story we are about to witness. It's going to be, as you already said, an obsession love story, which we know will probably end badly because it's a given that love ends badly if the two lovers can't overcome moral failings or they don't evolve beyond desire. But also we quickly find out, find out what his obsession leads to and what his motivation, his want is. He says, I'm going to help you get the life you deserve. And as a viewer, I'm hooked because I want to find out how exactly is, he's, is he going to achieve his goal. And what I love the most about the trailer is that we would think we are introduced to the villain. So Joseph is the villain because the trailer is mainly about this guy and his obsession, but he's fighting his own villain. He says, jealousy got the best of me. And so once again, the villain himself sees himself as the hero of his own story. And I think that's done pretty well that they showed this um, double side to, the, you, to his character. You know, it'd be a really cool twist 
if they uh he like stalks this girl and she turns out to be a psycho and like turns it around on him oh yeah kind of like a gone girl but a little bit a little bit more stockish yeah Um, she lured him into the trap because she wanted like with her social media profile (laughs) yeah yeah that'd be good (laughs) i don't know but she seemed very naive so um so as I mentioned, yeah. I think I think this uh, I think with the trailer, you know, you, you broke it down pretty well, but it rides the line between the romance gone wrong and the psychological thriller, woman in jeopardy, you know, thriller too. If you're looking at yeah. this Clover, he obviously thinks or is delusional in thinking that he knows what's best for her. As you said, he he's gonna he's gonna give her the life that she deserves, that he thinks she deserves, the one the one he thinks that she she wants. So I don't know if you know this. I think I mentioned it, but I, I last a couple months ago I started hosting this uh, uh, podcast called Selling Girls in America. It's about human trafficking in the United States, and uh, and one of the things, one of the real things we're looking at of the the villains of in real life of uh, the human trafficking is they try to isolate the victim. It's one of their techniques that they use to get to get their victims to kind of uh, fall in their little trap. Um, so I, 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 w- I was really interested to see he's like, oh, you got really poor taste in friends and I'm going to, you know, take care mm-hmm. of them and stuff like that. And I, and I think he's thinking of a more final way, like he's going to kill them or because you see the body bag and everything. But in, you yeah. know, in real life, they isolate them by saying, oh, you're better than they are. They're just trying to hold you back. You're they say something like, you know what? you know, if your parents don't see what kind of person you are and how you deserve that they should support you through your, your, your dreams, then I'll do that for you. So come live with me and and don't worry about them and don't listen to them. So that's how they isolate them. So that's something else I'd be interested to see if this guy, you know, tries to trick her by isolating her friends, by just telling them they're bad people and things like that. Yeah. Anyway, that's going to be pretty interesting. And 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 to hear you talking about it after we've seen watched the the series. Also, uh, I I think it makes sense that that you know these these human traffickers and this guy are both psychopaths, and so that they're they're very similar in the way they think and about trying to get their victims. So I'm going to be interested to see make that comparison because I learned a lot by doing that podcast. All right. So 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 tell tell the viewers again what's the name of the podcast. Oh, it's called Selling Girls in America, and I do it with a nonprofit called Guardian Group. We we uh, I host it, and they they help me understand it better. So if you don't know much about human trafficking in the United States, which is very very unfortunately very prominent, and probably more prominent than most people think, yeah, go ahead and listen to it. It's a good kind of starting starting point for your education on that because it's it's pretty terrible. Yeah, we um, put a link to that in the show notes. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. we should do that. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> So, so we both agree it's a psychological thriller plus Wikipedia told it, it told us it, it was. So Mel, what is a psychological thriller? Yeah. I wanted like to talk quickly about this because um, I just think it's good if we have like kind of a definition and how it, the psychological thriller came to be. And to answer this question, I would like to cite now Robert McKee because he's written a very great answer in his book story, which is about the, evolution of the psychodrama and he says at first there was a freudian detective story like we have a psychiatrist who played the detective to investigate a hidden crime then cops became lay psychiatrists to hunt down psychopaths after that the detective himself became the psycho so that was the key to justice became the cop's psychoanalysis of himself and then the psycho thrillers they evolved even more 
and spoke to the threat that to our realization that the toughest task in life is self-analysis as we try to fathom, is it right? That word fathom, fathom? Yeah. Mm -hmm. fathom our humanity and bring peace to the wars within. And by 1990, the psychopath relo relocated to a close friend or family member. And I really like this transition because at first it was like just a bad person and someone had to like um, hunt them down. Then it became the cop himself. And over and over this um, villain came closer into our lives until it was a close friend, family member, or as we now see it here in this series, It's going to be the one, the one person we trust the most. It's the person we fall in love with. So, um, yeah, so that's pretty, how much closer can it get? That's why well, they could get married, I guess. And maybe that's in uh, yeah. season two. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, yeah, great analysis, Mel. Um, I guess that this is the, uh, the, the, this is the end of our podcast for the most part. We just wanted to leave with another question that we always leave. We always leave with a question for our viewers. You know, what other psychological thrillers are out there that you've seen or read that are your favorites? And uh, I love Gone Girl. I read the book and I also watched the, the movie, which was uh, with Ben Affleck. And it was really good. I thought, I mean, they, the, the author was spectacular. I'd like thinking about sitting down and analyzing. I don't know. Have you seen that? Which one? Uh, Gone yeah. Girl. Gone Girl. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. And, and then the second one was The Call, which is, um, it's about, uh, it's got Haley Berry. She's a 911 operator and there's a, a kidnapped girl in a trunk and she's got her cell phone and she's calling for help and they're trying to get help to her while this guy's driving her to, to kill her. And it's, cool. it's, it's really, it's really good too. What about you? I liked the comic book Twisted Dark because it started one way and in the end it just turn around totally like the name it's like the name says twisted and another psychological thriller is probably fight club because yeah. it's all like going on in his mind and it's, it's crazy it's crazy it's a masterwork but the ones i guess that come close to this one might be the talented mr ripley or rear window i didn't see rear window but i know talented mr ripley's pretty and also tells it from the point of view of the villain too which is this is yeah. doing as well That's a good one. What's the rear window about? Rear window is about a neighbor watching his, his neighbors because he's, they see them, um, the woman, she's, she has an affair and they're just waiting that they see the action unfold that the husband finds out. So uh -huh. it's like another like, kind of stalker movie. Huh, okay. Twist. Cool. Yeah. All right, well, it's about, that's it for this introduction. We're going to have the, uh, the six core questions. We'll release that on the 15th. And so watch it, watch the series, watch you, you watch it, you watch you. <laughs> um, you got anything else to add, Mel? No. All right. That wraps up our podcast for today. Uh, we hope that you have a better understanding of, uh, well, the five commandments of the trailer, if nothing else, and, that, and then come back on the 15th to hear about the uh, six core questions. If you like the show, please leave us a rating and review and tell your writer and editor friends about us. And for more information, videos, and articles on the Story Grid, go to thestorygrid.com or sgshowrunners.com. If you want to connect to one of uh, us, the editors, links to our web pages are also in the show notes. And then, you know, watch you. Watch the series, tune in then, and thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. See you later. Bye. Bye-bye.